thank you so much for listening to Real Pineapple. Yay! <laughs> wow, you nailed that. Proud of you. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Hunter, and I'm here with Scott. Scott, how you doing, my friend? So good. So good. Well, you know what it's time for, Scott. It's, it's everyone's favorite time on the podcast. It's time for Hunter to get on his knees. It's time to suck that Marvel dick because we suck have... that dick. <laughs> suck that dick. We have a new Marvel movie, and it's Doctor Strange, and I have plenty to say about this movie, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of defer here because I feel like I am just the big, I, like I'm the big just kind of asshole when it comes to these movies. Like I'm the one who's always like, oh, this is what I thought, blah blah blah. But it would be very interesting to get it, uh, get the point of view from someone who's not familiar with the character. So Scott. What were you thinking, like, like as you were watching this I'm very, and going in? I'm very curious. So, yeah, going in, um, absolutely no reference for Doctor Strange for me personally. I don't – I, to be honest with you, this is the first time hearing about him as a comic book character or as a character in general, as a Marvel character, um, which goes – you know, it goes to show just kind of the the brilliance of Marvel at this point. Um but going into it, <clears throat> really no expectations, having not really known a lot about Doctor Strange. Um, obviously, huge fan of Benedict Cumberbatch, so really intrigued to get into this movie and see what he has to offer to it. Um, a lot of excellent actors and actresses. Um, I'm going to butcher his name. Shiwetel, Shiwetel, with Shiwetel. Shiwetel uh, uh, Ejiofor. That's yeah. um, a huge fan of him. Um, Rachel McAdams is up and down, but I'm usually a fan of hers. Oh, I wish, um, you, I wish she was up and down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry that's, sorry, that's is, is, is was great in uh, 007. Um, Tilda Swinton is excellent. I think she's, yeah, she I, I feel like, I, I don't know, no, I don't know for sure, but it, she feels like a method actor or she, actress. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. And she just gets a hundred percent immersed in her characters, which I totally respect. Um, just going into it, knowing the, the actors and the actresses, um, pretty excited about it because based on previous Marvel movies, you you know where the bar is. You know the kind of level of action and storyline that they bring to every movie. So, definitely excited about it. I was with uh, my fiance Brittany, and she, she was really excited about it. She was super pumped about um, watching this movie. So, yeah, just kind of a, you know, low level of excitement, um, but real real low expectations for what the character was and the storyline in general. Um, so yeah, that was just kind of my, not my expectations. Okay. So let me, let, let me throw a little bit, uh, in here. So I, I read some Dr. Strange as a kid. Um, not a lot because he's always been one of those characters that just hasn't, I mean, at least in my opinion, really been able to sustain his own comic run. Like he would show up with like the Hulk and Thor and Spider-Man comics. And you're like, Oh shit, that's cool. Dr. Strange is here. But as as far as by himself, he's never, in my opinion, again, he's just never been able to sustain a consistent run. Um, so I was very curious how they're going to handle the movie, and um, they got uh, one of the best things they could have done. They got Scott uh, 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 Derrickson to direct this, who of course did Sinister, which is like as as a little horror as I watch. 
uh, he Sinister's awesome. Sinister's really fucking amazing. So, uh, so you see his horror background really come through here because um, I, I'm gonna make I think somewhat of a bold prediction. I think Doctor Strange might have the Oscar locked up for visual effects because the visual effects in this movie, Scott, I don't know about you, I was there were a couple of points where I went, Jesus, like <laughs> it, it, <laughs> dude, it tripped me out, but in the best way. And, and what a great 3D movie, though, yeah, what an excellent once, use of 3D. For once, it's been so long since, like in general, I've seen a good 3D movie, and this movie actually made incredible use of 3D, and again, I fully acknowledge I was high as hell going in this movie to all the colors. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, but um, but seriously, though, you want to talk about a movie that took advantage of 3D? Um, so, to, to kind of jump in here, um, so Stephen Strange, he's a neurosurgeon, and He's brilliant. Like, I mean, you know, I, I don't claim to be, to know, I, I've never been a big science guy, just, just, I'm no Bill Nye, but, uh, but they did a good job explaining the science in here, and just showing that he's a badass, like, neurosurgeon, and he calls out one, this other neurosurgeon in, like, the most dick way, <laughs> like, early on in the movie, but I was laughing at it, partially because it reminded me of, uh, Frank Underwood, uh, and that made me go like, ah, well, okay, you kind of, you kind of had it coming, but he's brilliant, and the movie does a really good job of showing you how brilliant he is, but at the same time, he cares about people more than he lets on, and so, uh, he gets into a car accident, which damages his hands, and by the way, Scott, I don't know about you, it, you know, it's an ends to a means, but dude, Superman wouldn't, wouldn't have survived that car crash, <laughs> like, it was a car crash, I was like, oh my god, like, I felt terrible for him when he crashed his car, I was like, Jesus, but, uh, so he ends up going to, uh, he ends up going to, uh, uh, seeking out the Ancient One after he meets Benjamin Bratt's character, uh, Jonathan, which was awesome, I love Benjamin Bratt, uh, Miss Congeniality, hello, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but their scene, that's, the movie starts a little slow for me, to be totally honest. But once he meets Benjamin Bratt, it felt like the movie kicked in the overdrive for me. Uh, yeah, your thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I love the way that Marvel can... Um, I know we're going to go into this a little bit further, but that they can take an unknown character and turn his storyline into something that's really intriguing and really draws you in. The whole the car accident scene... I mean, like, you you sort of knew that it was coming, but at the same time, the way that they played it out was so intense and, like, brutal. Um, yeah, I I totally agree. I feel like just, just I, I love the way that Marvel can create a an origin story and 100% um, totally agree on how, how they did it in this one, and they continue to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was very, I thought that was very interesting. Um, I, uh, but yeah, no, the car, the car crash was brutal too. And, uh, I was in a packed theater. I went and saw this at like 1130 and the theater was packed. I saw it in for 3D. And, uh, so he wakes up and he has all these pins in his hands and 
I heard people go like, oh, like, <laughs> like, like the crowd did that. I was like, wow, you guys are into this shit. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 oh no, is he okay? But no, it was cool though. I was like, yeah, because it's his first movie; they'll totally kill him. But, like, but it was, but it was cool though, like to hear other people go, to hear people going like, oh my god, is he is he gonna be all right? But he is fucked up after this accident. <laughs> like, make no mistake. And Rachel McAdams, uh, I I think you're you put it perfectly. She goes up and down for me. Um, uh, the last kind of blockbuster blockbuster type thing I remember seeing her in was Sherlock Holmes. And I freaking hate her in that. Uh, I gotta admit, I enjoyed her in this. I enjoyed her in this a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, they used her just enough, and her and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch had a de- had a good uh, had enough chemistry that it worked between them. Um, so let, let's kind of just run everything down. So Tilda Swinton plays the ancient one. Tilda Swinton is one of my favorite actresses. Uh, after, of course, just being in Hail Caesar recently. Uh, she was in Course Grand Budapest. Uh, she was in uh, she was in Trainwreck. She was in We Need to Talk About Kevin, which is, honest to God, one of the best movies I've seen in the last five years. I I love that movie. Uh, she's an incredible actress, and she she was really awesome in this. There's this point, and I was thinking about you, Scott, when I was watching the scene where uh, Doctor Strange is just talking shit to her. It's like, there's no such thing as magic. You're like a liar, and I'm sitting there. I'm like. No, no, no! I'm like, don't do that. And she, like, knocks him out of his body in a way that I went, oh, that is amazing. And she, she fucks with him a little bit, and rightfully so, because he's an arrogant prick. But, 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 man, she, I thought she was amazing in this, to be totally honest. So, uh, yeah, kind of your thoughts on her? Yeah, just like I said before, one of those uh, actors that really just gets immersed in their character. And she was just like the calm throughout. Something I didn't really expect, um, because I watched all the trailers for it, that she had sort of like a lighter, funny side. Not a funny side, but she was able to to poke fun every once in a while um, and kind of to remind... Benedict Cumberbatch, kind of what what was actually going on. Um, man, he plays a great asshole, doesn't he? He's like he sees such a lovable asshole, and the same way he plays Sherlock Holmes. Um, they, dude, exa- so it's really ironic you bring that up because all because you know the, the the big joke amongst nerds now is you know is is Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark, or is Tony Stark playing Robert Downey Jr.? And like, right. and when Robert Downey Jr. played Sherlock Holmes, it was the exact same thing. It was just Sherlock Holmes, just like, it was just Iron Man, except in the earlier time. And in in many ways, Benedict Cumberbatch is Stephen Strange is Sherlock, except he's just a neurosurgeon, and he's kind of more likable. But And he's got an American accent. And, Okay, so that was the one thing I got to tell you. I was horrified about the American accent. Exactly. But mm-hmm. I got to admit, I honestly forgot he had it within like five minutes. I'm like, oh. Right. Okay. It, it took a little bit of getting used to it because did, yeah. you, just, you just kind of picture you, you, you're not used to that. But he's really able to – he doesn't make it awkward. Yeah, so I was actually quite impressed he was able to pull it off. So, so kudos, sir. But, um, yeah, so – Let's talk about the visuals here. The visuals are mind-bending in the best way possible. From when he gets knocked out of his body, and, he, and they introduce they they say the multiverse, which 
is cool to know that they're acknowledging that, um, to a final confrontation with a Doctor Strange villain I will not spoil. Um, it, it, to his first interaction with, uh, uh, oh god, I'm going to butcher his name, Casillas, uh, 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 played by uh, Mads Mikkelsen, a.k.a. Hannibal, which makes me oh so happy that he was in this movie. Um, so, I love that guy. So here's where I get into a complaint. Um, I thought that for what he was, Matt Mickelson did a good job, but this goes back to the one thing you can kind of, not for every movie, but you can kind of point at for Marvel films, is that they just they, they need to give their villains more time. They really do. And you have someone like Matt Mickelson who's so talented, and I thought they could have used him more and they didn't, and that just kind of pissed me off, to be totally honest with you. I'm like, uh, There wasn't a, wasn't a ton of backstory for... Not a ton. What, ...what he was doing and what his cause was. Um, I feel like they kind of rushed that a little bit, especially with the books, and um, I feel like they definitely could have gone a little bit more in-depth with that, uh, especially with his, his character in general. But not only that, but the kind of the, without spoiling it, the overall um, presence um, of the evil that's going on. Uh, I felt like I, I wanted a little bit more out of that, coming coming from someone who isn't completely familiar with this character. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we got so much of, um, of Stephen Strange and his backstory and the people in his life and even um, the Ancient One and what what's going on there, but I totally agree. I think I think the villain is slightly lacking and it was more of just like a piece in the the story of Doctor Strange and not even like necessarily it it comes it obviously comes about to be the centerpiece of the movie because it it has to um but I feel like a little bit of either backstory or explanation would have helped me a lot with kind of grasping that entire concept. Yeah, I mean, it, so I. But so, I mean, with the, the the visuals you were talking about, I it's like Inception meets um, the Sorcerer. <laughs> in the, and I don't mean, <laughs> but I, I I like I like I actually like the magic aspect. I, I I like that they're kind of branching off and trying to tackle magic that they really haven't haven't we haven't seen yet from Marvel. No, no they have, and that was the thing that really made me uh, genuinely happy is that it, it, the visuals in this movie, like the visuals are worth seeing this movie in, in 3D alone, to be totally honest, because this, this really reminded me of the Matrix. Like they clearly sat down and watched Inception and they're like, how can we blend this with Matrix? Because the last like third of this movie, the visuals just get, Mind bending, and I mean that in the best, in like the most complimentary way. Especially the last fight scene, you're like, "What the shit?" It's wonderful, and I truly mean that. It's wonderful. Um, they they did a great job with the visuals, and, and and the last fight scene was felt epic, but it was different, which I appreciated. Um, this, as far as an origin story, is very similar to Iron Man. As far as the beats of it, I mean, if there's a, you can definitely kind of 
compare it to this, but I like the last battle in this actually better than I liked it in the first Iron Man. I was actually quite impressed with how they handled the uh, the third act's boss fight, <laughs> if you will. Um, <laughs> boss level. To, to, yeah, exactly, to, to this. And, um, and so just to go through a couple of the Easter eggs... I believe I said this on one of our broadcasts that I said that the eye, the eye of uh, Ar- uh, oh God, I always butcher how you say this. Uh, uh, oh God, how you say the name of the freaking stone? Uh, uh, Agamotto, thank you. Um, is the time stone? I said that like a year ago, and I was like, "Yep, there it is. Cool. I'm, I'm proud of myself. I'm like nerd, but <laughs> but uh, it's very cool that you see him put it." back, which just means, oh, Thanos is going to get it. How's he going to get it? So, uh, just as a nerd, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. So, that was pretty cool. Um, and then the biggest thing that I got to say before I throw it back to you, before you give our ratings, uh, Benedict Wong plays Wong, who ends up being really, ma- uh, basically the, the Alfred to uh, Doctor Strange's Bruce Wayne, if you want to put it like that. I'm so happy they gave him more to do. Because in the comics, he's pretty much just a butler, like uh, an an uh, an Oriental house Negro, if you will. And, and I was very, <laughs> but I was actually happy that they had him as, like a badass librarian who like knew all the books and what they like contained. I'm like, oh, cool! You actually gave him purpose. That's that's awesome. Good job. Um, someone clearly <laughs> sat down and went, we can't have him just be this racist, like <laughs> you know butler like we need to give him something more and they did a good job of integrating that into the movie um by the way uh tilda swinton i know people are kind of pissed because hey she's white and she's playing you know someone who's i believe chinese in the comics uh oriental i'm just gonna cover my bases but um but honestly in this at this point they did a decent job i thought of showing like multiple races in the movie so I, it, it just it, it didn't bother me if that makes sense it, I, I I get why if you're Oriental you could be upset about it I, I honestly do but it just did it wasn't distracting to me like uh like you know like it wasn't like gods of Egypt distracting if that makes sense you know what I mean <laughs> Because, I mean, at least they have, like, other uh, Oriental people in the movie, so I went, okay, you're not just whitewashing this entirely, but, yeah, so I, I, I didn't mind it, is what I'll say. I mean, did that kind of run through your mind a little bit, or? Yeah, I didn't, I hadn't heard of that criticism, honestly, and I, not having seen it before, I didn't know that she was supposed to be of that descent, but the whole, like, shaved head and, like, mocks and things that she wore... Um, really kind of gave off the impression of a like a foreign kind of vibe. So to me, it wasn't really like it didn't stand out to me as oh whoa she should be this is not very authentic. But because they had so many different characters and so many different ethnicities and races in it, that it it didn't take away from the movie to me at all. Okay, so getting to spoiler territory. So if you, give us like two minutes if you have not seen this movie, which you should have by now, but uh, the two after credit scenes are awesome. Uh, the first one with Thor, so it, it all but confirms that Doctor Strange is going to be in Thor Ragnarok next year, which, yay! Um, so that's probably when maybe the, the time stone gets stolen by Thanos, I would think, maybe. And then second, um, 
I know we said like the villain was done. You know, the, the they should use the villain more. Uh, Shetwell Ejiofor, who plays Mordo, he is Doctor Strange's like he's the Joker to his Batman. And when you see him take uh, magic away from Benjamin Pratt to Jonathan, I'm like, and make him a cripple again. I'm like, you're a piece of shit. Like that was like what immediately what ran through my mind. So it made me go, wow, you are a villain already. So I'm very... Ex- but you could... But I mean, you could totally... Un- I, I totally understood where he was coming from with being... I felt like he was, he was being betrayed. And, like, it's... I felt like that... Those extra scenes really helped solidify the feelings that you saw throughout the, the, the actual cinematic part of the movie. No, I, I totally agree with you. And in the comics, from what I remember... Mordo is just kind of jealous of Doctor Strange and just kind of rages out that way. But when you find out something about the Ancient One that we won't spoil here, you get why he's upset and why he's hurt. And I went, wow, you're actually pretty sympathetic for your stance. But yeah, that and that's, that's interesting. It's interesting to hear the comic book side of it because I didn't feel like he had a lot of jealousy towards... Doctor Strange during the movie. They didn't really portray that too much. Obviously, there's a little bit of tension because he was kind of the new guy, but it it didn't really seem like a lot that that they really tried to emphasize that. Yeah, but I was okay with that because you felt the jealousy as, like, from the point where the Sanctum is kind of raided. From that point on, I felt like, okay, now they're developing it. And by the end of the movie, he's like, you know, go go fuck yourself. So I, I... I I, oh, I I get why Stephen Strange is the way he is, but I honestly felt sympathetic to Mordo, which I was actually quite impressed that they were able to pull that trick. So I'm very so with the inevitable Doctor Strange uh, two uh, the Doctor Strange sequel because this is made over three hundred million dollars in, in including domestic and international. So yeah, there will be a sequel <laughs> in one week. So this is a never hit for Marvel. Um, the, they're the only company where every film they've made has opened up at number one, except for uh, Pixar, which is insane. So I wow. think this, this is like the twelfth Marvel film that's opened up at. Number and this one. is done. And something I notice is this is done by Marvel Studios, which is different than Marvel. Am I right? So it's, what's 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 the difference here? So before I believe it was Iron Man. Three was the first movie, but all all the Marvel movies were distributed by Paramount. But now Marvel Studios is its own studio, so I believe it's Iron it's its own entity. Exactly. So I believe okay. I believe Iron Man three was the first movie under the uh, official Marvel Studios. But yeah, so yeah, Disney is very happy that they invest that they bought out Marvel because their their films have just gotten. Uh, it's incredible the consistency they've been able to keep. I know everyone gives me crap for you're such a Marvel fanboy, but they keep delivering insanely good films, and it, it, it's kind of incredible that the only one that's been shit was Thor: The Dark World, which is terrible. Like it, it's a terrible movie. But um, getting my final thoughts here. Uh, the oh oh my god, there's so much to talk about with this movie. But seeing um, uh, the the uh, seeing the cloak was freaking awesome, uh, and I'm yeah, totally, that was a great that was a great adage there. Yeah, and I'm and I'm totally blanking on the name of the cloak. Uh, the cloak of oh my god, why can't I remember it? Uh, I'm I'm so ashamed as a nerd. Of uh, the the a levitation. Cloak. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Been drinking Gordon's. What do you want from me? But um, <laughs> it, 
But no, like, the cloak, and there's a scene where he, like, wraps the cloak around himself, and it, like, flaps in the wind. I was like, oh, fuck, that was a cool action shot. Like, it was, uh, it, it was really well done. Um, the one other complaint I will give is that some of the humor didn't work for me. Uh, there's this joke. Exactly. There's this joke about Wong, like, having just one name, just, uh, just one word name, and the joke was funny at first, and they kind of ran it a little far into the ground. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it didn't happen a lot, but there were a couple of points where I went, eh, I'm like, eh, that kind of, that was a little awkward. But overall, though, man, I enjoyed this so much. This really reminded me of uh, of Ant-Man quite a bit in the sense that I went in. I was like, oh, this will probably be, this will probably be good. But then it went, oh, no, we can actually be better than that so it it's it, it this was really well done i'm gonna give this a solid a minus uh i saw this at early matinee for like nine bucks for 3d uh if i had paid 13.50 for this i would have been totally okay so yeah a minus for me uh yeah we are um we're we're on sync tonight i think um not which doesn't happen very often sure. um <laughs> Just, and you know, we say this all the time about Marvel movies, but they have the formula. They have what it takes to continuously, continuously churn out these blockbuster movies that just rake in the money. Um, the the cloak was excellent. Just the the action in general is something that I think Marvel really prides themselves on, without having to go over the top and feel like it's. Just, a Batman movie that was just like explosion and explosion and fight scene and explosion, which can be fun sometimes, but I feel like they really know how to corral that and to really put it towards the plot. And this movie had so much depth to it. And, um, I felt like they were really trying to tell a story. Um, the only thing, the only gripes that I have was hundred percent agree with you. The, the, the humor sometimes I feel like Marvel tries to force and I, sometimes they, certain movies are really made for that. Like guardians. That's, that's the best part about the movies that it's so, it can be so funny at certain points, but I feel like this movie didn't really call for a lot of the, a lot of the comedy that they tried to put into it. Like the Wong thing where, um, the, the one name deal that they kept coming back to, um, there's and there was a couple other scenes that I, I kind of cringed at, um, so that I felt like that kind of fell flat. Um, Rachel McAdams is not my favorite character um, <laughs> in in this movie, but she definitely played the role that she was meant to in the fact that was the the love interest, and she, she played that well. Um, but she was not really like the highlight of this movie. Um, I thought she did just enough. To like exactly. Her. No, she 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 played her role absolutely. Um, but yeah, I um, it wasn't one of those movies that just like blew me away. Um, I felt like the special effects were amazing, but they, it was kind of like I feel like people are starting to do the same things with special effects in the way that you know, like the the streets and the buildings are all like, shifting, like, on top of each other. They kind of show it in the trailer a little bit, so it's not really a spoiler, but the way that they kind of melt time and reality um, 
in that way, I feel like it's been played out. But the other ways that they're able to, with kind of the glass encased um, surroundings that they have, I forget what they actually call that, and the way that they open portals, and it's all it's all very magical, but at the same time, you get that feeling of realism and of like the fact that Stephen Strange is experiencing this for the first time and really just being blown away. Um, there's a the the scene when he's first introduced into this these multiple dimensions and he's like flying through them all and it's like almost too much because there's just so much going on. Um, I loved it. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, got to give this one an a minus. It wasn't Ooh. the best, best Marvel movie that I've seen, but they just, they know what they're doing. They, they shouldn't change their formula one little bit because you get the story that you want. You get the characters. You have the the firepower of these actors who know exactly what they're doing, like Tilda Swinton and Benedict Cumberbatch. Those guys kill it almost every time. So they they know what they're doing, and you're not. I you know I never thought that you were you know there's a bit of a you might have a bit of a bias, but it's it's all absolutely um, justified. So yeah, I really like this movie. Got to give it a minus. Yeah. But between the Civil War and, and Luke Cage, like Marvel has just has solidified their brand for me. Yeah, and not not even to mention their TV shows. Yeah, exactly. Sure. They're like they're covering all bases right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's kind of insane. And then just to to give Disney another thumbs up, we have Rogue One coming out in just over a month. Which oh, I'm so excited! Yeah, all right. Oh, it's gonna be so good. But. Uh. but and Matt Mickelson is in that movie. Just oh, I'm so excited. But sorry. Anyways, but um, guys, have you seen Doctor Strange? If you haven't, you should. Uh, let us know what you thought in the comments below. You can follow us here on SoundCloud at the Real Pineapple Seven Seven Five. You can follow Mr. Scott Nearman on Twitter at Newman the First. And you can follow Mr. Colin O'Neill. We love you, Colin, at the Real O'Neill. And follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. And like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple. We will have reviews up this weekend for Arrival, which I'm very curious about. Uh, the Legend of Tarzan, which I'm less curious about. And we'll have a, <laughs> and we'll have a review up for Luke Cage season one. Uh, me and Scott have kind of talked about it off mic, and we will have, I'm sure, some differing views on that it's better than daredevil um but um guys thank you so much we'll talk to you soon